0: Welcome back to the nationally syndicated Price of Business Show. I'm your host, Kevin Price, talking to you about you and your business. Always love having you on the program, Michael Newenschwander. He is uh, a regular on the program, a personal favorite, and a listener favorite. We get a lot of uh, feedback whenever he's on. And and uh, they, are, they don't always mention him by name, but they mention topics that he and I have been talking about. I uh, like your grass. You talked about this and that. And uh, the reason why is that... Uh, you know, and I find that fascinating i, I i've got uh, you know uh, I've got some of the biggest minds in uh, business as regulars on this program so uh, we we partner with the Washington post with uh, Fox Business with cNBC in getting great guests but uh, ironically uh, and I say that because you know you think these big names people you know, we'd be hearing a lot more from uh, listeners about that, but Michael I would say as much or more than any of them uh, is one that the listeners keep referring to, and I think the reason why, Michael, is obviously you know your stuff, but you you convey it in a way that the uh, listener can appreciate it's very accessible, and I think in addition to that, uh, they can tell you actually do this, whereas a lot of the people that I talk to are brilliant but they're not really rolling up their sleeves, and they're not in in the process of actually working with people and have that, uh, I guess you could say, both strategic and tactical experience. And uh, I think that really shows up. And so people love listening to you. They love our topics. I always get excited when I see you're on the show uh, whenever you are on the show. So um, tell us a little bit about your company give your website and let's get into our topic today, which is kind of just giving you a look at where we are uh, as we end the third quarter and get ready for the fourth quarter of two thousand twenty three. I almost forgot what year.
1: Well anyway. Well thank you for the very kind feedback. I always appreciate being uh, being on the show and joining with you. And yeah, always a great conversation. So uh and as as you mentioned with uh with the last name like New and Swanders, like I said, you may not get too many that say it by name, but like, oh, that guy that you were talking about this topic with, so definitely appreciate exactly. that. Yeah. And, uh, um and yeah, at at, uh, at my firm, at Outlook Wealth Advisors, whereas as, as you've mentioned before, that holistic you know financial advisory firm, you know, addressing uh, both income, investments, taxes, you know, the estate, and, and ultimately the healthcare side. So, trying to make sure everybody's got all the all the uh, plans or all the holes plugged, so to speak, so that uh, nothing uh, catches you too much off guard in your quest for a a great retirement.
0: Yeah, absolutely. This outlookwealth. dot com, correct? That's it. Thank you. All righty, let's get into our topic. You know, you and I were talking uh, before, and the reality is is that uh, it's some stuff tough. It's tough stuff. Uh, this is some difficult things to read, and I've been around long enough. Man, I sound so much like my dad as I get older, but. <laughs> <laughs> but I've been around long enough to have seen a lot of changes and a lot of economic upheaval. You know, I, I think back in, uh, you know, uh, shock and awe uh, that the entire country faced in uh, 2001 with 9 uh, one uh, I think back of 2008 and 2009 and how weird uh, the economy got uh, in those years. Um, and then here we are in 2023, I'm going to keep saying it because apparently I am having a hard time with that year, um, where, again, this is really a difficult time. Now, I was a teenager in the 70s. I actually was trying to get a job as a cashier at a grocery store at, at 16, or, and uh, the line to get a job at that grocery store uh, went all the way around the building for like two openings. That was how mm-hmm. desperate those times were, and so i've seen a lot of a lot of things, but you know and and each of those, there was a sense of understanding what was going on. Oh, September eleventh—that's just as weird. We haven't had anything like this before, but we know what's creating that shock and awe. Uh, housing yeah. bubble in uh, nineteen, uh, in two thousand and eight and nine, we knew we knew what was fueling that. And then you've got uh, you know what was happening in the nineteen seventies, and that was multiple factors. But uh, again, things you could point to. Um, and here we are in two thousand twenty-three. And people are really freaked out by the fact that we have, uh, you know, both high inflation and uh, high uh, high unemployment. <laughs> I mean, that's like, wait a minute. I mean, low unemployment, ladder. wait a minute, yeah, that's not supposed yeah. to happen. And unfortunately, <laughs> the cure to inflation is high unemployment. That's how you know you're actually getting better, at least the way we've approached it uh, from a monetary policy and a uh, really fiscal policy, but particularly a monetary policy. It's, I think it, it makes it worse that we have no clue.
1: Yeah. We're sort of in that, in that strange, you know, land or strange space sort of in between where the, uh, the fed has been raising rates, trying to basically slow the economy, uh, trying to do a balancing act which they typically never do but you're trying to balance it between uh, slowing the economy getting uh, getting some of the job growth you know to slow down or frankly raising unemployment as a way of slowing and un- uh, slowing inflation uh, but as of yet you know unemployment has remained very low you know consumer spending has remained you know fairly strong but uh we're beginning to see some cracks in that. So we, we may be right in that period where we're we're really starting to see the impacts of what the Fed has been doing from both both raising rates, but also the other things they do behind the scenes in terms of whether it's buying up treasuries or, in this case, selling off treasuries. And so we're just now at that point where maybe things are beginning to sort of shift the economy, which... Is good from an inflationary point of view of maybe we're getting to the point they stop raising rates, uh, but unfortunately, you know, good for the for what the Fed sees is actually bad for the economy as a whole.
0: Yes, yes, and, and you know, for the listener, it's like uh, um, the reality is is that. A lot of economists will look at inflation like a cancer, you know, because the impact is profound and and, uh, can be devastating for a long period of time. The cure to that cancer is a a form of chemotherapy called high interest rates. Look at (laughs) the increase in interest rates as an increase in the amount of chemotherapy that they're doing uh, to get things better. And, uh, uh, you know, we know that uh, when we know people who have suffered through cancer, chemotherapy um, devastating. is devastating. Is it helpful? Does it help meet the objectives? Yes, often, uh, typically. But it is, it is devastating to the patient, and so is so high interest rates. And so that's what's going on. They, they want this thing to get worse. And, uh, of course, timing-wise, it's very difficult for the political class, isn't it, as we go into a new election cycle, particularly for the uh, ones who own the white, who hold the White House.
1: Yeah. And as we as we follow down this path, the, the most difficult part is when the Fed raises rates, it's always a lagging you know issue. So they may be raising rates. And now they obviously this month they took a pause or or the new term is now a skip, you know, that they're likely they're telegraphing pretty well. They're going to plan on raising rates one more time. And now the language they've been using for six months, you know, saying we're going to keep them higher for longer. Maybe is finally beginning to sort of sink in, you know, with the market and with uh, with outside economists. Of, oh, they really did mean that. They're not planning on turning around and cutting rates in two months. You know, maybe it's going to be closer to you know six to nine months before they do it. Um, and now we're beginning to see those impacts in both the market and in the latest numbers in both the uh, the economy. You know, not not so much from the GDP yet. You know, GDP is still projected to actually come in very strong. However, we're beginning to see a little bit of the, the downtick, if you will, in terms of job creation. Ultimately, we'll see the uptick you know, with unemployment. Uh, but that, as you said, that's unfortunately the chemotherapy of uh, trying to get inflation under control. And their main worry is, is they want to stamp it out to the, to the point of keeping it under control. They don't want to take the uh, foot off you know, too quickly and have it roar back You'll know, here six or nine months later.
0: Yeah, a lot of that GDP, you know, you talk about smoke and mirrors. We've had that conversation, too. Uh, politicians do that a lot when it comes to talking about the economy. A lot of it's been fueled by an incredible amount of government spending. There's still some of that lagging behind and not fully implemented. At some point, it's going to feel like that's cut off entirely. That's going to be a game changer. And I'm not advocating that more government spending right away is a good thing. There's fundamentally something wrong with a country with a $32 trillion debt. I'm, I'm, I'm just sorry, but that's just, that's just reality. That can't go well long term wise. But, uh, you know, they ride high while they're enjoying it, but uh, you, I think the hangover is going to be pretty significant.
1: Well, there's the old saying, which most of us that run any sort of family household know. It's like you can't uh, you can't spend your way out of debt. Well, it, well, that's basically what the government had been trying to do. Well, let's just offer more stimulus, let's offer more incentives, and maybe things will will get better. And well, obviously that led to inflation in the first place. And you know, unfortunately, at some point, which we haven't seen from either political party, but it, at some point, you got to have some fiscal responsibility and you got to rein in some spending. You know, the other is, the other is coming as well. We've touched on before the, the other way you make things a little better is you raise taxes dramatically, but you know, the part that's supposed to work together is if you raise taxes, you, you, you want the government to get some spending under control at the same time. That's ultimately what fixes the problem. And, uh, and it's amazing, as you talk about dates, that, you know, we've got to go back more than 20 years, practically 25 years, to the, to the last time this country had a balanced budget. You know, and that was you yeah. know, Newt Gingrich days of, you know, mid-90s or so.
0: Yes. Yeah, and that was the first one since 1968, if I recall yeah. correctly, when uh, LBJ had one, which, uh, you know, by the way, had a lot to do with tax cuts under JFK, uh, where it created a huge uptick uh, in the economy that uh, the idea that, that tax cuts can increase revenue. Yeah, so they are rare. They are few and far between those balanced budgets. And, uh, uh, yeah, you've got to go almost ancient history when you have to do that. And, so, and of course, there's this political narrative, uh, particularly on progressives, that, you know, oh, we owe it to ourselves. No, 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 no. Uh, that's going to be picked up by people who aren't even born yet. I don't know what you're talking about <laughs> That yeah. had, that's had being transferred to other generations, and it's really scandalous when you think about it. Well, so there's
1: a couple, you know, I guess call it a, a quick lesson we could leave for sort of the uh, business owners or investors who are listening too. Is you know, I, I don't like to quote the old uh, TV show, but it's sort of that saying. Well, is uh, potentially is is winter coming? You know, are we going to have to? Uh, pay the piper on some of this, you know, from all this government spending and and, uh, what's been going on the last few years. And so, in one sense, from a practical perspective, uh, when it comes to investments, when it comes to decisions people are making here over the next few months, uh, things have changed to the point from an investment and an economic point of view that, um, you know, Maybe it's time to rein in, you know, if you will, some of the most aggressive things somebody may be doing. And certainly with higher interest rates, you can look to say, well, as we enter in a new new presidential election cycle, which is never, you know, enjoyable for the market, you know, at least with all the volatility. uh, Well, looking around and saying if we can simply hold pretty conservative stuff that now because of today's rates is paying, you know, six to eight percent, that may not be a bad place to sort of weather through some of the storm here you know, that may be coming a little bit as uh, as these interest rate increases really settle into the economy and as the uh, as another uh, probably ugly presidential election cycle really gets underway.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, with that, I'd love you to give some final thoughts. Some of the things that you're telling your clients uh, over there are about wealth and and uh, kind of give us kind of give us some perspective as we go forward personally, because we really what I love about what you do a lot of things as you well know, but is is really helping the uh, listener focus on what they can change rather than acting uh, completely powerless over stuff that is beyond our control. There's a certain amount of agency we all have in dealing with these things. So talk about that as we start to wrap it up.
1: Yeah, if we talk on the uh, – well, two quick things. One, taxes we don't have to get into, but we're still enjoying low tax rates for the next three years. So I encourage everybody to look at their tax strategy. Are there some things you should be doing this year? Perhaps some of it is you purposely even recognizing some income because taxes may be cheaper today than they're going to be in the next few years the other is a little more practical from looking at uh looking at things on the investment end and it, we shared with clients sort of in our mid-year update that you know the first half of the year had been good but definitely don't expect that you know for the second half and uh, unfortunately that seems to be sort of what we're getting and so in uh, in very basic terms you could look at three categories of investing of you got cash uh, and we kind of share if if you've got cash in the bank, significant cash sitting around, if you're not getting at least 4%, well, then, then your bank's taking advantage of you, to be quite frankly, it's like you should move that money and at least be getting four, if not closer to five, in many cases, for just cash. Then we got the income positions, like I touched on. Many of those can be very conservative, but at today's rates, you, you can be getting between you know 6 and 9% on many of those. And then for things that are in the market, you know, we encourage people to reevaluate that risk. And there are some particular investments. We won't get into exact you know, naming particular funds or stock or anything like that. But there are classes of investments that provide what's called a buffer or some protection against a negative market. So for people that own index funds, you may want to look into those type of index funds or at least evaluate how much risk you're really taking as you're we potentially head into the impacts of all these uh, rate increases really sort of coming home to roost and then the uncertainty of, you know, presidential election cycle picking up as we get into, you know, first half, mid half, and then uh, certainly third quarter of next year.
0: There you go. Really good wrap up on that. Uh, Michael Neuenschwander, make sure you check him out over at OutlookWealth.com. That's OutlookWealth.com. Michael, is always, that was fun. Thank you so much. And helpful.
1: Yeah, thank you, Kevin. Always happy to be a part of the show.
0: All right. I'm Kevin Price. This is the Price of Business. Seeking for more after this.